No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where an old prophet deceives the man of God. It's a painful story about what can happen if we listen to other people rather than God. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 1 Kings chapter 13 on Simply the Bible. When do you listen to others and when do you just go with your gut? One of the principles of our faith is that we each ultimately answer to God. While God can use others to communicate with us, he prefers to speak directly to us. If he sends someone else, it is usually because we're not listening. Sometimes we can be impressed with someone who seems to be more spiritual than us. We can take what he or she says as gospel, but that can be very dangerous. For what if their counsel is bad? Today we see where a young novice, against his better judgment, listened to an old master and it killed him. The background is that King Jeroboam of Israel had made two golden calves and two altars and put them in Dan in the north and Bethel in the south. A man of God prophesied against the altar in Bethel and gave a sign to Jeroboam where the altar split in two before his eyes. Then the man of God went his way, heading home to Judah. We continue in 1 Kings chapter 13, verse 11. Now an old prophet dwelt in Bethel, and his sons came and told him all the works that the man of God had done that day in Bethel. They also told their father the words which he had spoken to the king. And their father said to them, Which way did he go? For his sons had seen which way the man of God went who came from Judah. Then he said to his sons, Saddle the donkey for me. So they saddled the donkey for him, and he rode on it and went after the man of God and found him sitting under an oak. Then he said to him, Are you the man of God who came from Judah? And he said, I am. Then he said to him, Come home with me and eat bread. We must keep in mind that this was a patriarchal society. Elders were honored. In fact, the law said that if you're sitting when an elder enters the room, you're to stand up as a sign of respect. Therefore, when the old prophet's sons heard about the man of God, his prophecy against Jeroboam's altar and the sign of the altar splitting in two, they reported everything to their father. And when the young prophet met this older man, he naturally showed him respect, even before he knew that the old man was a prophet. We wonder why the old prophet went out of his way to meet the young prophet and invite him to his house. I think he recognized that this was a true prophet of God, and he wanted the fellowship. Perhaps it had been a long time since the old prophet had received a word from the Lord, and he wanted a relationship with this prophet of the next generation. Then the young prophet said, I cannot return with you, nor go in with you, neither can I eat bread, nor drink water with you in this place. For I have been told by the word of the Lord, 
You shall not eat bread, nor drink water there, nor return by going the way you came. He said to him, I too am a prophet, as you are. And an angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with you to your house, that he may eat bread and drink water. He was lying to him. So the young prophet went back with him and ate bread in his house and drank water. The young prophet had conviction. He knew what the Lord told him to do. He was not to eat bread nor drink water on this trip, and he was to go home a different way. Therefore, he didn't have time to visit. But then the old prophet pulled rank. I'm a prophet too, and an angel told me to meet you and take you back to my place and to feed you. Now, why did he lie to him? Who knows? But it was certainly a selfish thing to do. The young prophet listened to him and went against the word of the Lord. Perhaps he figured that this old prophet knew more than him and had more experience. And for God to send an angel to him? The young man had never seen an angel before. It is interesting that as the Apostle Paul wrote to the Galatians about turning away from the gospel of grace to a different gospel, he said in Galatians 1.8, but even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. In effect, Paul told them, look, even if I come to you or an angel comes to you saying something contrary to God's word, then let him be accursed. Don't believe it. The young prophet knew better and he went against his convictions. When I was in junior high school, my English teacher told us something I never forgot. Don't compromise your convictions for anyone. As I went through high school and saw many of my classmates compromising under peer pressure, I appreciated the wisdom he imparted to us. Paul wrote to the Romans, For whatever is not from faith is sin. I have found this verse to be very helpful for those times when I am unsure of the best course of action. God leads by faith, and faith comes from His Word. Therefore, my motto is, when in doubt, leave it out. Now, it happened as they sat at the table that the word of the Lord came to the prophet who had brought him back. And he cried out to the man of God who came from Judah, saying, Thus says the Lord, because you have disobeyed the word of the Lord and have not kept the commandment which the Lord your God commanded you, but you came back, ate bread, and drank water in the place of which the Lord said to you, Eat no bread and drink no water. Your corpse shall not come to the tomb of your fathers. Now this is strange. The old prophet probably hadn't had a word from the Lord for a long time. And now it comes to him. This just shows us that the gift of prophecy is not controlled by the prophet. Rather, the word of the Lord comes to him or her when God determines. In this case, the word was severe. Because you disobeyed me, you are doomed. Now, the young prophet was naive and deceived. Yet he receives a death sentence. On the other hand, there is no word of rebuke for the old prophet when he was the one who lied. 
Why is that? I believe it comes down to a principle that Jesus stated in Luke 12, 48, for everyone to whom much is given from him, much will be required. And to whom much has been committed of him, they will ask the more. The young prophet was judged more strictly because God chose him to receive the word of the Lord, but he disobeyed it. Also, God had to prove that this young man was a genuine prophet. Because he disobeyed God's word and must suffer the consequences, it would prove to everyone that his future predictions would come true. So it was after he had eaten bread and after he had drunk that he saddled the donkey for him, the prophet whom he had brought back. When he was gone, a lion met him on the road and killed him. And his corpse was thrown on the road, and the donkey stood by it. The lion also stood by the corpse. And there men passed by and saw the corpse thrown on the road, and the lion standing by the corpse. Then they went and told it in the city where the old prophet dwelt. Now this was obviously an act of God, for the lion killed the man of God, but didn't eat him and did nothing to the donkey. The lion and donkey simply stood by his corpse. Now that's not something you see every day. I must tell you that this story bothers me. I see the young prophet as the victim of the old prophet's selfishness. But certainly this tells us that we must listen to God rather than to people. Even someone whom we think is worthy of our respect can lead us astray and make us lion chow. For the devil is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Now, when the prophet who had brought him back from the way heard it, he said, it is the man of God who is disobedient to the word of the Lord. Therefore, the Lord has delivered him to the lion which has torn him and killed him according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke to him. And he spoke to his son saying, saddle the donkey for me. So they saddled it. Then he went and found his corpse thrown on the road and the donkey and the lion standing by the corpse. The lion had not eaten the corpse nor torn the donkey. And the prophet took up the corpse of the man of God, laid it on the donkey and brought it back. So the old prophet came to the city to mourn and to bury him. As soon as he received the news, the old prophet saddled his donkey and left to care for the body of the man of God. This was an act of love. Or was it motivated by guilt? Then he laid the corpse in his own tomb and they mourned over him, saying, Alas, my brother! So it was after he had buried him that he spoke to his son, saying, When I am dead, then bury me in the tomb where the man of God is buried. Lay my bones beside his bones. For the saying which he cried out by the word of the Lord against the altar in Bethel and against all the shrines on the high places which are in the cities of Samaria will surely come to pass." Someone could conclude from this story that the old prophet got off scot-free. But in fact, the old prophet now had to live with his guilty conscience. He mourned the loss of his brother prophet, knowing that he had been the cause 
of his untimely death. The fact that the word of the Lord was fulfilled proved that the young prophet's words against the altar of Jeroboam would come to pass. After this event, Jeroboam did not turn from his evil way, but again he made priests from every class of people for the high places. Whoever wished, he consecrated him, and he became one of the priests of the high places. And this thing was the sin of the house of Jeroboam, so as to exterminate and destroy it from the face of the earth. Jeroboam's sin was doubly bad. For the prophet Ahijah had told him that God had chosen him to be king of Israel. Then he went against the clear word of the man of God, even after his altar was split apart before his eyes. Jeroboam sinned against knowledge. And for this reason, both he and his descendants would perish from the earth. God has given us his word and the Holy Spirit to guide us. Beware of listening to others when God has already shown you the right thing to do. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see where King Jeroboam's son becomes sick. His wife goes to Ahijah the prophet, but he gives her more than she could have imagined. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Kings on Simply the Bible.